Claire, where do you find them? <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing I've been bursting to say since we watched this last night. Um, yeah, so as I say, it was on a list of underrated films. <laughs> okay. And I thought I'd suggest it, and I'd be interested to know what everyone thinks. So you hadn't seen it before? No, I've seen it before. It. No. The Woman Chaser? I'm... I think there's a chance no one has ever seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had the feeling of, like, we found this tape somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It was quite something. It was excellent. Did you enjoy I it? I thought oh you God. would enjoy it. I really <laughs> thought, this is Fernando's type of film. I think. Brilliant. Wait, is it from 1999? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't... thought it was from the 1800s or something. <laughs> yeah, it really could be a lot older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was it set? 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, based on the cars and mm. people wearing suits and stuff. Cool. I'd have guessed maybe the 60s or 70s, but certainly it was it was not a present-day piece when it was released, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know what I thought of it. Same. <laughs> Just... What? <laughs> Just what? I can, I can say something about what I thought of it. <laughs> What did you think I, of it? I, I'm willing to change my mind, but I didn't love it. <laughs> I didn't love it. Um, yeah. I think I might have loved it. <laughs> cool. I sort of hated it while I was on. As the only person who's made up their mind, what did you like about it for yeah. that day? Uh, it reminded me of another movie called Arthur, which perhaps is in... It's somehow related... I mean, it's actually Is that the Russell Brand? Yes, with Russell Brand. Uh, And yes, I suppose that the theme is not the same, but it reminded me of recklessness. And everything that is reckless reminds me of Arthur, and I really enjoy Arthur. Interesting. I wouldn't have said recklessness was the main theme. Oh, I thought he was. Well, I'm not sure. I would think that was... I think there's something in that. There's something in it, yes, but um, it didn't jump out at me immediately. Oh, I wish you'd asked me to summarise it in one word. Oh, I wonder whether I would have said something like recklessness. If only we'd predicted your desire to. If only. <laughs> to <that>. Sorry. <laughs> um, do you have a better word that would summarise the film? Oh. <laughs> I've really put you on the spot there. Yeah. Malaise. Ooh. Malaise. What does malaise mean? Do you know that film we watched the other night? It's a bit like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. Like, I think a deeply entrenched boredom. Oh. Okay. Deeply entrenched boredom. Like ennui. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Wow. Maybe a bit less despair than ennui. Mm. Less despairing, okay. Yeah. Just a, a resigned mm. sort of listlessness. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Resigned boredom. Hmm. Okay. Malaise. Relentless, I think. Okay. Mm. <laughs> was that the theme of the film or was that just how you felt? That might have just it? been how I felt watching. Okay. But I certainly drew that out from the main character because okay. I thought he seemed eternally bored with what mm. he was doing eternally until bored. he until he was got this project and was driven by a need to like perfect oh, it and I see. 
have be un- have it be untouched. But I feel like generally he was suffering from terrible boredom for the first half at least. Yeah, he was definitely like. In fact, he look- says it. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. bored. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was says making so much. much money, but I was so bored. <laughs> yeah. mm. So it's really clever of me to have picked that out and be it's like, good. I think boredom <laughs> might be really important here. Good observation. <laughs> it was not that part of the film that stuck with me, though. It was the, um, well, the recklessness. It was the, the sort of how he was a player. <laughs> I was going to say his shocking behaviour, or maybe that's a different word for the same thing. Um, yeah. He. Hmm. What do you think, Claire? Um, I found it quite dull <laughs> to watch. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I just don't know. It's baffling, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's a baffling Cause it, it, Somewhat baffling. It, then at the end they say it was like directed by the character and stuff, mm. don't they? And I found that really... I found that really weird. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure that was supposed to be like significant, but I, like, I just don't, I don't know what it was trying to do or what I was supposed <laughs> to think or... Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, he definitely wasn't like a likable character who you could no. get involved with and enjoy the story with him or anything mm. like that. Except Alicia Fernando. <laughs> I found him quite enjoyable to watch. But then I love yeah. Patrick Warburton. Who's Patrick Warburton? The main character. The, the actor. 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 Okay. Um, right, that's interesting. Do you know him? I didn't. I thought that everyone had. Uh, I would have guessed that everyone was a un- totally unknown actor. No, he's quite famous. Mm. Okay. Um, he's also in Family Guy. Really? It's Joe. Do you watch Family Guy? Yeah, it's the same voice. Yeah. yeah. Who's Joe? He's the policeman who lives next door. I'm not sure. He's really, really. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it <laughs> yeah, he's got that voice. Mm. Um, hmm. <laughs> Anyway, where did you think the recklessness came from? I, I'm not sure I do agree with that. I don't think it was about recklessness. But well, I think prove that, me wrong. Mm, I mean, I'm not sure if he was reckless. I thought that playing with the feelings of many women could have been reckless. Uh, yes, I suppose you're right. He did take big risks. I thought everything he did was reckless. Yeah. You think? I thought it was quite calculated. Um, oh, I would put recklessness in a kind of like chaotic manner. Yeah, okay. He took Whereas, so many big risks that it had no indication that they were going to pay off. Yeah, I suppose. I thought. Um, and I don't yeah, think he, he did it in a reckless manner though, because he had a goal, and he put everything in place to achieve that mm-hmm. goal. Hmm. But he put everything in place. Sorry, go. On. Oh no, go. On. He put everything in place to achieve that goal. Uh, despite what all of the other consequences and side effects would be, whether in his own life or in the feelings of every other character in the film, um, he just discarded and ignored. Um, he could have, well, as we saw in the end, he was he was arrested for it, um, but he could have 
just lost all his money so many times. Uh, there were all these hoops that he was just hoping he'd be able to jump over. Um, and he, he could have failed at any point and utterly did fail um, and left behind him a, a string of <laughs> broken human beings. And objects. And objects. <laughs> and bank accounts. He did everything in such a calculated, meditated, controlled way. Mm. I don't know. Just doesn't ring with my idea of what reckless is. Um, reckless. Yeah, it wasn't chaotic. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of being reckless. Who can say? <laughs> Does it matter? I don't know. Mm. Mm. Sorry, what were you going to say, Claire? Oh, I was looking around to see if there was a dictionary. Oh, good well, idea. An dictionary. Oh, yeah. we don't trust the online dictionary because well, they'll tell you every word is a word. We know that. Like full of books. We must have a dictionary. There's a really reliable so online what is the, dictionary the word? called Urban Dictionary. Reckless. Yes. Reckless. Oh, so yeah. the world's best book is behind you, Michael. The yes. world's best books. Heedless oh. of danger or the consequences of one's actions. Rash. <laughs> yes. Rash or impetuous. I don't think he was rash or impetuous. However, I think the first part applies. Can you read it again? Heedless of danger or the consequences of one's actions. Yes, definitely applies. What was the second part? Rash or impetuous? Rash or impetuous. Maybe he was those things. Anyway, we spent quite a long time deciding whether or not he was reckless. Hmm. What else did we think about him? Um, I hated him. Really? Yeah, it sounds like... Well, I mean, he was a terrible person. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you all find him sort of weirdly likeable? I did. A bit. Okay. You didn't. I didn't like him. There were things that I really liked about him. Okay. For example, when he started dancing with. Oh, mother. that was my favourite oh. scene. I love that. So <laughs> Artistic. Oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so stupid. What just was that? <laughs> Too weird. <laughs> that was my favourite part of the whole thing. <laughs> I have, no, I have like... forgotten about that. I think I'd repressed that memory. <laughs> Of the big hairy back. <laughs> yeah, I'd briefly forgotten about that. Oh. I think that whole scene was overshadowed by this weird thing with him and his mum. Mm. Oh, yes. That I just couldn't quite get past. Mm. Just weird. And I just couldn't stop finding him a bit just repulsive. Yeah, he definitely did the kind of... Uh, oh, what's his name? Norman mm-hmm. uh, Bates. Bates thing where he was talking about how gorgeous his mother is and stuff. Mm. It was a bit <laughs> that creepy. Yeah. I'm sure they had a reason for doing that though. That was part of this kind of whole spoof mm. film noir thing. I just don't know enough about that genre or what mm. they were what they were playing on to understand what they were doing. Mm. Oh, so this is important. You think it was a spoof? Yes. It's like a pastiche of that kind of film? Yes. Okay. That's my interpretation of it. Though they were just taking the piss the entire time. In a very deadpan way. I mean, that would way. give us something, yeah. Because I just had no idea what they oh. were going for for the whole oh. film. Right, so they were kind of taking the piss out of... That kind of genre. Art house yeah. films. So the sort of smoking man speaking at the camera. Yeah. 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 
all, the, all I know about film noir is what I learned from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? When you have to <laughs> yeah. do something in the style of film oh noir. Oh my god, I've not thought about Whose Line in, in years. God, that was my favourite show for a long Good time. Show. See, that's a proper parody of film noir. Yeah. <laughs> Should have consulted Ryan Styles. <laughs> it was quite dark for something that was a, yeah. a parody. But I mean, the dancing scene, I don't think it was serious. Because no, he's talking about how great so things he is, but he, he was just lumbering around. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Doing the most impressive leaps, and he just sort of jumps a bit in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I did find it, I'm it not just, really into ballet. I really thought that was me. a good jump. <laughs> See, I was just watching that thinking, well, this is rubbish. Like, that... <laughs> They should have got someone who was a proper dancer because he obviously can't do it. I think um, you should rewatch the scene. I think I'm going to have to now. Aww. I think we should all rewatch the film. Uh, <laughs> Let's rewatch it every it now. night. Podcast. <laughs> when? Someone I can't remember. My sister listened to it. Someone they pick a film they hate and they watch it every single day for a year. Oh, why would what? you do that? Why would you do that? For a year. Yeah. Oh. I'll look up what that podcast is called. But it says great, great podcast. Cruel oh, and unusual right. torture. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't hate this movie. I think no, I, I didn't I hate it I, either. I actually but do then know I a person that imagine... I'm going to recommend this movie to. Really? Yes. Like a human being? Yes. Well, my friend says he's... He studied in San Andreas here with me during our undergrad. So I would recommend this right even, this evening, yes. Huh. Brilliant. Wow. He liked that kind of thing, did he? I'm actually not always sure, but I would like to know his opinion. Cool. <laughs> I, I think I would have really hated it if I hadn't thought of it as a com- as like a spoof comedy. Yeah, I think if I had thought of it as a sub spoof comedy, I might have got a lot more out of it. <laughs> I was just watching it as like a dead serious film the whole way through. Oh. I don't think I laughed once. What? <laughs> yeah, we didn't laugh. I was we just just kind of shocked and a bit disgusted by it (laughs) (laughs) I found parts of it really tickled me like when he just picks up the when they're chasing each other on the the beach and he just picks up the woman (laughs) and like just chucks her really violently into the sea yeah, I thought that was really weird. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, wow, really we watched totally different films, didn't we? Yeah. Well, no. We watched the same thing. We it's just, just all about movies. the way you look at it. This is not the first time this has happened. And this is the most profound time that this, it turns out this was a different genre from what I thought it was. Wait, I, didn't I mean, know. you might be right. It's just the fact that I interpreted it as a comedy mm. that made me like parts of it a lot more. The thing is, um, I, I maybe like if I your watch it way again, a lot better. <laughs> Certainly had many enjoyable aspects when you think, like, yeah, they're not trying to be serious. Yeah. <laughs> but that might make some of the dark stuff quite morbid and horrible. For example? Basically the woman chasing. Mm. Every scene with him and one of the women I found quite quite a bit upsetting quite shocking and quite disgusting mm-hmm. and I thought that was what I was meant to get out of that I don't know if I was meant to be watching it going haha yeah just like in all the other noir films mm. or something <laughs> I just kept thinking like wow this is a really really horrible man I hope he comes to no good um, 
Yeah. Yeah, dreadful stuff. Yeah, it was that was pretty horrible. Yeah, I didn't get a lot out of those scenes to be honest. No. And again, if those if that was building to something, if that was telling some story and making some point and to me the point was just this is a really, really, really horrible man who's become obsessed with something and will do whatever he needs to to get there and just gives in to any horrible sort of primal urge he gets mm. and he gets arrested at the end for doing terrible things. That was the most I got out of it. Mm. And maybe, as you say, if we knew more about this style of film, we'd, we'd be able to see what that was getting at or that's like a reference yeah. to something. Mm. I, go ahead. Oh, no, go on. I was, oh, I was going to change tones. Like. I was g- t- I'm going to talk about the weird sex scenes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just watched it tonight, so I haven't had a lot of time to reflect on them, so this is just coming to me now. Oh, but yeah. um, every time he has sex with a woman, he seems more and more unstable and unhinged. So he begins, he's entirely bored, he's just lying there. Yeah, yeah. And the she's woman more disappointed s- than anything. Seduces right? him yeah. first. The second time, he's like reads some poetry, becomes extremely upset for some oh, reason, yeah. manically upset, and mm. that's why they do it. And then the third, he's very engaged in his own project, and that's what drives it. Is that this mm. insane drive? And then we go back to the first woman. Oh, sorry, I'm not really getting anything. I don't know what my point is. Just chronicling, chronicling mm. the sort of levels of character that we're seeing as we go through it. So I think it did have some kind of drive and purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But whatever that is, I have, I don't really know. And yeah, it was horrible and upsetting. Mm. Uh, but I did really like it when he threw it in the sea. He came into valley. So I watched it seriously because I didn't get the whole prestige thing. But I. I did feel like it was some sort of, like, inversion of the classic storyline. So that, like, at the start... So normally in a film you'd have, like, a a likeable character who goes from mediocrity to greatness. Like, the the hero's story. Mm. Whereas with this guy, like, he's a really successful businessman, he's doing well. Um, He has an idea for the big project that's gone to define his life. And he keeps getting all these opportunities, like all the, like people keep opening doors for him to be able to make this. Mm. And then it just all goes to shit and you kind of don't mind because it was a bit horrible anyway. So it was like, instead of like having someone that you were like rooting for and then they went on to succeed, it was someone who you were like entwined with and didn't really like or care about and then he failed. Um, and he wasn't really like chasing a dream or anything like that. He was just like, "Oh well, I'm a bit bored now. I'm going to do the big special thing, um, rather than I need this break to be a success in life." Like the underdog story. That was about as much as I could comment on, like his growth as a character or anything. <laughs> just like I'm pretty sure this is the opposite of all the other films. Sort of shrinking as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I don't know if there's anything in it, but no, there's nothing. 
I think you've got something there. Oh, sorry. Just... Mm. And the other characters were pretty thin. Like, yeah. I can't say I particularly remember them in any depth, whether they struck me as any significance. No. And you said that weird thing about the when the army sergeant or whatever mm-hmm. turned up for the job and he got excited that this was like just the man for him. I, I didn't get that at all. Like what, what was so special about him in that job? Yeah. I was sure that was going to like turn out to be significant and then there was just nothing. Which army sergeant? The guy that he made manager of the car oh, sales yeah. place. Yeah, that was a bit of a nothing storyline in the yeah. end. Mm. A lot of the storylines turned out to be a bit of nothing storylines. Yeah. Like the whole mother thing. Mm. Yeah, that didn't come to anything. Yeah. yeah. Why were they wearing Santa costumes? I really enjoyed that, actually, that he made them all wear Santa costumes. <laughs> mm. It showed us something of his uh, sort of creative but slightly sick mind <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> they can come up with something that possibly is a great gimmick mm. but also just plow ahead and not caring about who it affects mm. and again I was quite tickled when he fired the entire sales force and then came out himself in a Santa suit ringing a bell yeah okay <laughs> that quite funny. I thought that might be like the start of a <laughs> the start of a re- recovery of his character the start of some kind mm. of redemption for him <laughs> That he would learn his lesson and do something that just that got just swept out from under you. <laughs> just disappeared. <laughs> hmm. So you enjoyed his recklessness? I enjoyed, yes. I enjoyed that he clearly did not know what to do with his life, but then has sudden uh, periods of inspiration. And he, I think he somehow learns, as in learns from the things that people say to him, because when he was struggling to write the script of the play, someone suggested that he wrote anything, and then once he had something, he would reread it and then correct it. And I think that also happened once the movie was finished, as in, instead of rereading, well, I mean, it was re-watching the, the, the film, mm. and the rewriting process was basically the cutting of the 90 minutes until the until he got the final 63 minutes of quality thing. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that there was nothing uh, of importance in the art that he that he created because it very much reminded me of the preface of the picture of Dorian Gray where Oscar Wilde mm-hmm. concludes all art is quite useless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so to me, uh, appreciating the lack of meaning in something uh, okay. is virtuous. Okay. Uh, um, so I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, he was yeah. a horrible person, but I did laugh, ironically. Yeah. And I did not, I did not think this was a pastiche. I know nothing about film studies <laughs> so I just I, I genuinely enjoyed the film cool. you thought it was funny on like a simple level wait I, it was yes yes it was okay. certainly funny at times yeah mm-hmm. at other times 
I thought that there were some references to things that certainly happen in real life that are so disturbing that I did think that it was quite unfortunate that they were included in the film. Uh, as an example of this is the scene where they are filming a sex scene on for his film yes. and then he interrupts the scene mm-hmm. and then has sex with the actress mm-hmm. and I just could not stop thinking of the horrible things that uh, was in Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. was doing to all the actresses and I, was, I, I thought it was extremely unfortunate that they had a representation of something that clearly happens mm. in real life um, because I would like to think of the movie as it's just a joke okay uh, and that would be something that we ought not to joke about uh-huh. yeah interesting hmm. we've really covered a lot of bases haven't we hmm either of you saw it, either any of you saw it as a comedy but you still loved it. well you did kind of see it as a comedy didn't you did you Yes, part of, parts of it, and then mm. parts of it were just... But not a spoof comedy. Pure art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got straight comedy, spoof, spoof comedy, comedy, dead sick... Well, I don't even know what I thought it was. <laughs> Somehow a serious film that doesn't make you smile even once. <laughs> um, yeah. And they mostly like anti-hero stories. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that was an interesting way of looking mm-hmm. at it. Is it just that it didn't really? Is it like someone throwing paint at a canvas and we can all see what we want? Was it just a, a inco- incoherent mess of just stuff happening? And we put our own meanings on it, and there was oh, really, really nothing more. Or so one of us, got... like the name of the role, which is definitely how I see that. Oh. The name of the role, yeah. What was going on there? That was a heavy film, yeah. wasn't it? It came I... from apparently a very heavy book where the author wanted to like play with semiotics, so he gave it a meaningless name, like the name of the rose, and said it doesn't mean anything, but people will apply their own interpretations to it, and that's how I want the whole book to be: is that oh. to read into these difficult, very confusing, incoherent signs. Like take away different things because that's the point. Okay. I think I've read after. I would never want to watch the film again to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely just thought it was some kind of monk murder mystery with no real deep. Yeah. Okay. Symbolism. Yeah, I just thought of it as a sort of fairly harrowing drama. Uh, but yeah, you can try reading into any of these things, I guess. I think there, there's another part of the preface of the picture that angry somehow okay. applies to our conversation. Oh, I'd love to hear it. It says, diversity of opinion about a work of art shows that the work is new, complex, and vital. When critics disagree, the artist is in accord with himself. Oh, there we go. Well, clearly. <clears throat> I beg to differ from Oscar Wilde on that point. <laughs> well, he would say that your disagreement <laughs> yeah. yeah I can't win can I <laughs> um, no. really we should all agree with him that would teach him yeah <laughs> then he's also kind of mm. there's a place for controversial art but I also think that 
if someone makes a film that 50% of people hate, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good film. Uh, it is possible better. that it's kind of crap and just half mm. of people love it. Like Labyrinth. Like, that's not... Like that's divisive because fantastic because <laughs> a load of people love it and a load of people think it was really kind of weird and rubbish and I don't think that means it's a, a vital important work of art I think that might just mean it's kind of but you thought it was crap so you would think that yeah I guess so <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think taking because the, the, the implication there is that if everyone loves it it's tame and pointless and unnecessary and um, I think yeah, the fact that more people disliked it can't possibly mean that it's therefore better isn't it better to affect some emotion than just have someone be ambivalent about it um, yeah exactly I think that, isn't that what he was going for oh yeah I think if yeah if there's a piece of art that makes some people shocked or frightened or something if it inspires some emotion then that's that's a good thing what about even hatred and disgust and boredom and confusion confusion i don't think boredom can be a good one confusion maybe i i just feel like a, <laughs> i was having to put a lot of work into getting anything out of this film if i'd like look at the scream by edvard munch that makes me feel some kind of primal terror, just just slightly from looking at it. Primal that terror. inspires some kind of fear in me, and that's not fear is not a nice thing, but that's me really appreciating that work of art. Whereas when I watched this, I was just sort of thinking, "What the fuck is going on here?" Um, what confusion and boredom, although they're worst to experience aren't necessarily lower on this sort of hierarchy of emotion mm -hmm. that art inspires. Isn't Very boredom good. almost the opposite of emotion? What interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Is it a lack of emotion? I would say it was a heavily emotional state that's entirely calculated by a bodily sense of feeling something. I just think it, emotion is... Boredom is what I feel when there's no art at all. <laughs> boredom is what I feel if if we just didn't put a film on, um, if I just stared at like the TV with nothing on it, I'd have got really bored. What about song to song? A song to song <laughs> is another good example of a very, very boring thing I'd have been... Yeah, I was pretty bored during that. I'd be pretty bored just watching paint dry. Yeah, but if you were watching paint dry, you would have allowed your mind to wander. You'd have used your imagination and had and ideas hmm. whereas watching this you were forced to stay on a track that was decided by the filmmaker so that's a different <laughs> sort of boredom mm. that's like a forced boredom yeah you're trying I'm I mean, trying that. very hard I, I really so appreciate that the, um, um, but it's subversive isn't it like surely that's the that's the one thing you do I'm not even sure this film was going for that but it's not like let's just let's say it is yeah. it, I don't know what it's going for maybe it is trying to bore you and be like this man is bored let's all be bored with him and confused mm. yeah you know there's just something in that that's interesting I see what you're doing kind of 
Yeah. I'm sort of rallying against this film, but I I was not bored watching this film. Really? I was a little bored quite a lot. I okay. was quite bored. <laughs> I I was dozing quite a lot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um No, I was I was put out and I was I was disgusted a couple of times and I was certainly confused. <laughs> But I, I don't think I was bored, oh. and that that had something going for it. Oh well, in that case, it did elicit an emotional response. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I was, I guess, speaking more broadly about about things that inspire boredom. <laughs> um, so you two both got bored by it at times. Mm-hmm. Were you bored, Fernando? Mm. Well, I did look at my cell phone at some point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm, I'm not sure or if I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually not sure if I was bored by the movie. No, uh, not bored. Mm. No, in either. Oh no. I wish it had been sixty-three minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> I liked that it was just slightly under ninety. <laughs> that that had something going for it. It was sex real, so. Yeah, I suppose so. Um. So the, there's the one thing I I want to talk about. I think this comes under symbolism. <gasps> I don't know if you have a bell. I don't, I don't oh, have, I don't have I'm a bell. I'm no longer the custodian of the bell. Should I just go and get it in? Oh, yeah, go and get the bell. Okay, run. Run! <laughs> Bust! I'll be able to, to keep this opinion to myself. Does this work? Yeah, what's that? What is it? I think it's a bubble blower. Oh. So you do that and then squeeze it. Lower. Oh, ah, it's going everywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, it's quite nasty. Oh, fuck. Just going to put that there. And let the soap make a stain there. I think I was doing that wrong. Yeah. I think you might have been. I think you have to hold it by the handle. Oh, do you want to ring the bell? Oh, yeah, oh, you're right. dulling oh. it. No, 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 it's you. I think you did. <laughs> Is that you ring a bell? <laughs> no, no, you're the symbolism person. I just can't get the perfect bell ring. Maybe that's... I think that was perfect. Yeah, lovely. Is that all right? Just yeah. pretend you're demanding the attention of a servant. <laughs> yes, madam. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> madam. Right, there you go. Um, the film in the film is the film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a film about someone... So we're watching a film about someone who's listless mm-hmm. and uh, and the other word you used... Um, Malaysius, um, <laughs> and who decides to do something crazy and does it in a reckless way that harms loads of people around him, and he's chosen to make a film about someone who's bored, listless, and chooses to do something crazy in a reckless way that harms people around him, mm-hmm. and they both end up, both the person in the film and the person who's making the film end up. Uh, very much the worse off for it either 
dying or being arrested um, with a cop getting the last laugh at the end. I thought there was a, a clear, clear mm -hmm. parallel. He's sort of making a film about himself. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the very end, when they roll the credits, we find out that the main character of mm -hmm. the film we're watching has the same name as the director. Mm -hmm. So is the guy saying, yeah, not a, I've written a film about myself, writing, writing a kid. film about myself. Um, oh. and that's, that's quite interesting. At least there are actually three different levels mm -hmm. of guy doing a thing. Um, I found that interesting. It's interesting. I haven't thought of that. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So everything... So the, the film within a film had all the same elements as the film we were watching. Mm. Um, but then I don't, it seemed to me like a, a weird sort of confession to have this thing at the end saying, oh, this is me, by the way. Like, is this him saying, I've done loads and loads of horrible things and this is me telling the world about it? Um, I I would be horrified to have written that film and named the main character after myself. Um, I think he might have been pulling our legs. Again, I'm on this kind of, like, it's okay. a spoof. That's it. I can't okay. understand how any of this makes sense, and uh -huh. the way that does make sense is that it's a spoof. Um, is he making fun of people who write films with too many layers? or What do you think, Claire? I was just going to say, if we follow your logic and we accept that, then so the the film within a film had a bored guy who kind of didn't do that much wrong. He mm. was he had a boring job. He made a mistake, and then he messed up how he dealt with that. But the guy making a film about the guy who made a mistake and messed up mm -hmm. was a bit horrible and did some kind of horrible things. So surely person making a film about the guy who does some horrible things but makes a film about a guy who made a mistake has done some unimaginably bad <laughs> things. And this is his <laughs> confession that he's left the world. God, so that's even worse. Yeah. Like the Stephen King novel that's going to be published when he dies. What? That. This is a rumour I've heard oh. that there's like a, a final Stephen King novel. Is it like the New Testament? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I, I think that's just going to be a massive confession. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the posthumous Stephen King novel. But there we go. That's why I, I reckon it's a massive confession on behalf of the writer. That yeah. he's, I don't know, a serial killer. <laughs> Maybe that's why this film was so hard to come by and why it's just disappeared into obscurity because we didn't look it up, but actually he's a murderer and no one wants to watch his film. <sighs> <laughs> and actually this Patrick Warburton's really famous but no one's ever seen it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it. Mostly in TV stuff. Yeah. Mostly from the nineties I think. I don't think he's okay. really in big he's big anymore. I should think not after that. 
Do you think anything of the the director being the same as the main character? I thought it was an excellent idea. Uh, <laughs> is it just like a joke at the end of the film? Or? Um, I did think that it was there to, to say that the film itself was... Yeah, like it was probably the same thing. The, the same film, but it's not the same. Not essentially the same. Not, yeah, well, I suppose that it's not identical, but it was a similar film to the one that was being <laughs> made by the protagonist, and the fact that he was also in the film. Um, it was his amateur idea on how to make a movie about nothing. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes, I think the film might have been about nothing. While we're on symbolism. What What do you both mean about nothing? I mean that the point was that it didn't mean anything. That it tried to layer it with lots of symbolism on purpose that actually meant nothing. That it was just a joke. Just um, to make fun of this genre. Um, and that's why we had all of these loose ends that never got tied yeah, up. And... exactly. That was the point. Um, that it was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm. Interesting. But I think you Have get we really finished discussing result. the film, man? <laughs> I think I've said everything I had to say about it. I'm surprised we got as much out of it, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> it was weird. I kind of liked it. Laughed a couple of times. Yeah. Weird. I still don't know. Next um, time it's my turn to choose, I'm going to pick just watching a TV with static for an hour <laughs> and a half and see what we get out of that. <laughs> Did you notice how the thing is all kept moving from side to side? Oh, I thought they were moving up and down. That's interesting. I focused on one dot in the story <laughs> of that dot. Oh, he found family. Going, maybe all of it was just nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks for choosing it, Claire. <laughs> yeah, I never would have watched this otherwise, and I'm glad I have. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I want that hour and a half back. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Should I play the music? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's loading. Come on. Fuck. Brilliant. I really enjoy how we punctuate that song with expletives. Yes. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh my god, oh, crap. <laughs>
No. <laughs> it has to be now. Uh, Jaws. <laughs> Jaws versus Rocky. <laughs> oh, I'd watch that. Um. Just like everyone to know, I picked one in advance. So. Oh, man, man, man. You're so organised. I well, think. Still, oh, sorry, go on. We should watch. Interview with a vampire. <gasps> oh, yes. Interview with a vampire? Yeah. Okay. 